Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Brandon Cahill. He's the CEO of Exelon Resources. They're hunting gold and silver around the world. And if you want to hear our thoughts on the conversation today, their plans for 2021, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There are training courses on there to help you with your diligence process, summaries of other interviews that we've done to save you some time. There's also commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities, which you might find interesting. Plus, there's a thriving community of investors on there sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe, friendly environment. Doesn't that sound nice? hope so. Uh, why don't you go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Brendan, how are you, sir? Very good, Matt. Good to see you. Long time. Well, actually, it's not really. Beginning of December. How have you been? Right. Uh, feels the beginning of December feels like a long time ago. It does. It's a lot, a lot of stuff going on since, but uh, but very good for sure. A lot, yeah, a lot, a lot of wine drunk since then. In my case specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Not tequila, good. tequila. Tequila. Good Christmas. A little, bit, a little bit of that. Good Christmas. Yeah, good Christmas. Where did you spend yeah. yours? Uh, in Toronto with the family. Okay. So I'm hearing yeah, the quiet Christmas, but it was good. The center of town is like empty. Is that right? It's, uh, you, it's a walking dead down there. Yeah. Well, that's the, probably the wrong phrase to use these days, but, but it's quiet. It's, it's very quiet. And it's actually completely shut down right now. So yeah, I'm just at home and, and the kind of the corporate office is shut. We're just doing the Zoom thing like we've been doing for a long time now, like everybody else is doing right now. So. Okay. Well, look, we're, we're going to talk to you. Just catch up today. I, I think it's, uh, we don't need to go over all ground in terms of business plan strategy. We might sort of hit upon the the projects in, in Mexico, Germany, US, et cetera, just to sort of see how things are at a broad level. But I'm more interested in what you're going to do this year because you raised a stack of money middle of last year. There's a bit of a turnaround story there. Markets have moved in your favor or some kind of, I'm looking to the future with you. So um, but before we do, why don't we give people a one minute overview of the business then I'll pick it up from there. Sure. So Exxon is operating the Platosa mine in Durango, Mexico. Uh, Mexico's high grade producer since operations started in 2005. So 15 years on the ground in Mexico uh, operating successfully. But, you know, Platosa, it's important to understand what Platosa is. It's a small high grade silver producer allows us to really explore all of our projects, Platosa, Evolucion, uh, Kilgore, Oakley, and Silver City. And we're very much focused on using the, the cash we generate from Platosa to find bigger, more valuable things. And we have a tremendous number of shots at doing that, um, which is, uh, that's how you make discoveries. You can't rely on one project. We've got multiple opportunities to do so and focus on resource growth from there. Right. Okay. So that, that's the, that's the strategy outlined there. It's, it's, it's your ATM, your, your cash machine, as it were, to yeah. fund the exploration program in the hope of what? Finding something bigger and better? That's, yeah, that's exactly it. You know, organically moving up the food chain, um, to, to find a better asset. Uh, you know, with Kilgore, we've got a very high quality gold, uh, resource growth and development asset with an NPV at current metal prices of $300 million US. We think it can be a lot bigger than that. You know, use some of that cash flow to grow that asset. Uh, Silver City in Saxony, Germany is, is a discovery story. You know, 36 kilometers of strike, mined for 800 years. We're the first people ever to drill it. It's a chance to make a series of high-grade uh, silver discoveries. And then even going back to Platosa, you know, expanding the resource, expanding the mine life, but also trying to find multiples of this deposit around the project 
and the bigger gold, copper, scarn source of the system, which you know those assets can be worth hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. Um, it's a tougher part of the exploration program, but you know these multiple levels of, of exploration and discovery opportunity uh, and great resource growth opportunity as well at Kilgore, Platosa, and Evolution. Right, so you, you're, it's, it's a funny thing. You've kind of got this portfolio, you've kind of got the de-risk de component in terms of different jurisdictions, uh, different commodities. So things have changed since we very first started uh, talking where it was Platosa has got a whole bunch of problems, we need to fix them, and you, you went through a process, and that's true. But let's just let's take a look at this. So you've got Platosa, which is the your ATM, but it is what it is. It's a two, two and a half million ounce a year project so you do need to find bigger and better down there okay you, you need to focus on that do you think you're going to be able to do that yeah i think 2020 that was one of the big kind of successes of 2020 like i'll always say that the, the most important success in 2020 was keeping our people healthy and safe i don't just say that because you know as miners it's always we say first the tremendous success in the mining industry the way we responded to the pandemic and put in the proper protocols to keep people safe but during 2020 as well, we also, we acquired Otis Gold. We added 1.1 million ounces of global gold resource. Uh, and we, we published our uh, resource update on, on Evolucion, which is about 100 million silver equivalent ounces. So we entered 2020 with a 14 million ounce silver equivalent resource. We left 2020 with 170 million ounces silver equivalent resource uh, all in. Um, so we went from like less than an ounce, sorry, less than an ounce per share of stock to five and a half ounces per share. So, you know, how do you grow a company? You grow by ramping up production, you grow by acquisitions, or you grow by organic growth through drilling, right? So we've, we've done all of that this year. You know, we've acquired to grow ounces quickly at very low cost with this high MPV asset. We've done drilling to put out a, you know, 100 million ounce silver equivalent resource. And then we've turned around the operation to increase uh, the number of ounces and cash flow we can generate from the mine. So that, to me, a very successful year. And now we also have the assets in place where we can continue to grow organically with drilling, both from resource growth at, at Kilgore, discoveries at Silver City, and, and you know, refining the Plateau's operation as well. And I, get, I get that. It's been a very busy year for you guys. You, you kind of, I say, you, the acquisitions have helped. And I do want to talk about um, Otis and um, the Otis acquisition with you know, Kilgore and Oakley for sure. Um, and I do want to talk about Silver City, but can we just kind of go down one by one and say, Potosa, as you said, it is what it is, it produces the cash. Evolution, what, what's the opportunity there? What are you trying to do there? So Evolucion is, uh, it's an interesting project. It's 45,000 hectares. Uh, it's about 200 kilometers south of Platosa. And that's actually where we mill Platosa ore. Our, our, our processing facility is in the middle of Evolucion in the town of Migalauza. And um, there we have, you know, an existing resource that we upgraded this year. Uh, went from around 30 million silver equivalent ounces to almost 100 million silver equivalent ounces. It's literally right beside the mill, um, right by our tailings dam. It's an inferred resource right now. Uh, in terms of the priority of assets, it's, it's you know, lower down at the moment. But with further drilling, all the permits that we have in place there, it's a project that you could see going to production at, at relatively low cost. Uh, we'd like to see a little bit better uh, silver price environment over the coming years to really kind of ramp that up. But also around Evolution, 45,000 hectares, 35 kilometers of strike of the Fresno silver trend, We've got San Sebastian Hecla's mine just to the north of us. And then south of us, it's a direct connection to Juanacipio and Fresnillo itself. So from a greenfields exploration project perspective, 
uh, it's, it's exceptional. And to be able to take 35 kilometers of strike of the Fresnillo silver trend, you know, that's, that's really difficult. And everybody between Fresnillo and Zacatecas is scrapping for ground. We've already locked up a big chunk of it to the north. Which is great. And you're dropping Fresnillo in there is where people should get excited about it. But I don't know if they are. So you've got to tell us what you're precisely you're going to do. I mean, how much money are you going to be spending? Are drills, you know, going to be, uh, you know, there? How many drills? You know, what, what do you want to try and do in 2021 with Evolution? What do you need to show Evolution, people? Evolution, yeah, it's going to be a little bit quiet, I would say, in 2021. Again, not the, the key priority project. Um, we're probably going to spend around $2 million there this year. Okay. Um, really a lot of de- desktop work to, to refine the resource that we have. And then the field work to define targets is, is quite uh, inexpensive. So we can advance the project well and effectively, not a priority target for 2021 though. Got it. Okay. So Platoza will be, well, let me think, think about this. You, you raised 18 million bucks in the middle of last year. Yeah. How much have you got left? So at the end of Q3, uh, 10 and a half million. Right. Um, and right now, we're the money we generate goes into the ground, right? We explore no, I get, I get that. assets, so we want to keep that kind of stable going forward. Okay, but I get that. But I'm saying, so you, got, you had about 10 million in the Q3. Your Q4 num- numbers are out. So is it roughly the same or not? The Q4 numbers aren't out yet. They're not uh, out? Production results are out, financial results out got in it. March. Okay, so you, bur- you, you burnt through at the end of Q3 very quickly, 8 million bucks, and that was spent on what? Well, actually, so we, we raised 18 million Canadian, uh, which is about 13 million US. Uh, Six million went to pay, repay uh, a Sprott, Sprott. Uh, bridge right. loan. Got it. Yeah, so that kind of that's how you get that balance. Uh, the rest of the money has gone into you know, improving the operation a little bit of it, uh, and then really on exploration on uh, on on Platosa and Silver City in particular. So you think in terms of the, the cash flows from Plateau's, you think it's going to be, or the way that you're planning it, it's going to be fairly self-sustaining uh, for 2021. No more raises. Yeah, that's exactly it. That, the, the reason we would do a raise is because we have good reason to do a raise. And that could come from a big discovery or really wanting to turn up the expiration on, on one of the projects, do you know, 50, 100,000 meters of drilling, something where we see accretive growth from that expenditure and we can go to the market to raise it. Otherwise, it's, it's you know, Platosa paying for everything. Beautiful. Okay. So do you want to stick with silver or do you want to stick in, in the Americas? The next question. <laughs> uh, stick with silver or stick in the Americas? <laughs> um, let's stick with the Americas to start. Okay. Well, let's get. Okay. So this is the, this returns to the Otis Gold acquisition uh, last year, which I think was a, a, a big moment for you guys in terms of future value, not necessarily immediate uh, capture of value. Um, you've got Kilgore. Um, which I think you want to talk about. So, but first of all, let's remind people what you're doing with Oakley and um, the Centara Gold uh, venture. Yeah, so that um, there's been a lot of work done on that in the second half of the year. Uh, we should be drilling there very shortly. Uh, it's just a matter of waiting for the weather to clear a bit. Um, but you know, Centara has been very active in pushing that exploration forward uh, over the past few months. They're earning into the project, spending up to seven million over the next six years to get to seventy percent. Uh, and they've been they've been excellent to work with. So uh, you know, excited for that program. Everything that we've seen there, uh, you know, shows there's there's a ton of potential. It's about 70, 80 kilometers just west of uh, Liberty Gold's Black Pine project, which is a tremendous success. It's right uptrend from the big Nevada gold deposits. Uh, it just needs drilling. Okay, Centara Gold, good company. Know what they're doing. They're operating your managing it you're getting you're picking up a 10 percent management uh well 10 percent of what what is it 
of expenditure. Of expenditure, that was right. Okay, um, so we'll stay in touch with regards to that, but um, that seems to be proceeding well. So let's focus on, you told me last time that you thought Kilgore was your number one asset, right? That's the one that you are yeah. most excited by. So again, remind us why. Yeah, and, and I, I still stand by that statement. I mean, a million ounces at half a gram uh, gold in a, in a very good jurisdiction, Idaho. Uh, it's, it's a fresh project. We don't have to deal with any historical environmental liabilities, um, which can, of course, be a challenge. Um, but really, the, the focus of drilling was just historically was a lot of RC drilling, uh, step out to grow the deposit and then put a, a PEA on it. But we think, you know, the, the structural aspect of the deposit you know, following up on some of the high-grade results at depth, uh, there's drill holes 95 meters at 4.2 grams, 31 meters at 5.4. It's kind of a, it's a different philosophy. You know, in the Western U.S., a lot of RC vertical holes because that's all you could access historically. You know, you're looking for oxide, um, you were looking for stuff near surface because gold prices were $300 an ounce, right? In 2015 and 16, some more diamond structurally focused drilling was done. And, and that's where you start to see these much higher grade results. And that's what we want to focus on. This is, we're also, very importantly, we're not talking about like an oxide sulfide differentiation here between the, the stuff at depth and the stuff at surface. So yeah, it's, it's low grade at surface, you're going to get better recoveries, but the recoveries at depth are going to suffer. Um, you know, those hits are, it's basically free gold in an arcosic sandstone. Um, so we'd expect to see very good recoveries once we redo the, the metallurgy on those systems. At the very bottom of the holes, we start to see some sulfides. We want to see that. It's much higher grade, points in the direction of a potential underground aspect to the deposit, um, which really, you know, blows right around the deposit completely open, uh, not to even mention regionally where we've got gold showings in stream sets and outcrop uh, up to six or 10 kilometers away, areas that haven't been drilled at all historically. Okay. And again, so how much time, money, and effort are you putting in that given that you, you feel your number one project? Yeah, so right now we're, we're, permitting the, uh, we're permitting for the next phase of drilling. So the environmental assessment, it's in uh, common period right now. Uh, we'd be aiming for, uh, to get that in May, June of this year and start drilling in July. Okay, okay. No reason to believe that won't come through. It's, uh, it's a pretty straightforward process. U.S. Forest Service land, um, you know, they're, they're, they've been very good to work with. Uh, so, you know, you go through the process and, and the permits come. Okay. So this one's going to take a little bit longer to kind of bring through and show that value. But once you get drilling, people will start to see what it is that you've got. Okay. Um, let's go to Germany. I had my doubts when I first heard this, the German mining <laughs> jurisdiction. Um, but things are going well there. You've got some high-grade silver uh, announcements that you put out recently. So what have you been doing? Yeah, and, and it's really, you know, we're going into a brand new jurisdiction effectively, right? Even though it was mined for 800 years, there'd be no mining for 150 years on this part of the system. You know, further south, there was operations until the 60s and 70s, part of East Germany. So very different interest in metals. It was about base metals, lead versus high-grade silver. Um, but when we, when we optioned this project in September of 2019, the first thing is, you know, can we permit here? So we did that in January successfully got the permit in May, would have been March, um, but for the pandemic. And, and when you think about that, you know, permitting things in BC or, or in the US could take six to 12 months you know, for, for a drill program. Here, two months, very efficient. Started drilling in July, um, definitely some curiosity from the local communities. They hadn't seen a drill rig uh, in quite some time, um, but you know, 
got bored of that quickly, very effective ramp up of the drill program. One of the smoothest ramp ups I think, you know, Ben had ever seen. And then we start hitting this big epithermal system on hole after hole after hole, 12 kilometers of strike. We're seeing these, these high grade silver species, exactly what you want to see in a high grade epithermal silver system. And then we're, we're getting assays back eventually. That's the, 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 the slow part. And we're seeing up to a kilo per ton silver over half a meter on just the first six or seven drill holes. So it's really checking the box. Uh, you can permit, you can work. The system is there, the high grade is there, and we're getting the intersections as well. Okay, and can we expect to see a lot more coming out, given that you're, these are the sorts of numbers that you're throwing out at the moment? Because people want to understand this, the extent of how much metal is in the ground. You know, What are you gonna yeah. be able to show us? Exactly, so we drilled 16 holes in 2020. Uh, we're waiting for results back on, on nine of them. Like this is the bane of our existence right now, the delays in assays. Uh, and right now we're permitting the program for 2021. Um, so that's, that's kind of a, a next one to two month kind of uh, thing and a far more extensive program in 2020 relative to 2020, in 2021 relative to 2020, where we really take what we found, um, start putting some strike, some depth onto it. Uh, and conceptually at this stage, thinking about things in terms of tons while we continue to drill for new discoveries along the breadth of this trend. Okay, but is this where the bulk of your money is going to be spent? Because you've, you've got, you've got, you know what you've got to deal with, right? And if you're saying it's sustaining, how much are you going to deploy there? What's it mean in terms of meters? Um, this year, you know, you're looking at around, we'll have more news out on this in the next uh, quarter or so, um, but you're looking at a program of 10 to 15,000 meters for this year. Um, which is, you know, I think Kilgore is going to be more uh, than that. Kilgore is going to take the breath, uh, the most of the, the the drilling expenditure this year. But certainly Silver City, uh, we've got some some big plans for it in 2021. Okay. The other thing that's gone on recently, I don't know if you've noticed, you probably haven't, bit of a silver squeeze on, right? Really? Are you nervous? I, I slept through I, I slept through Monday, so I must have missed really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, apparently, apparently, and I read about it. Yeah, it's, it, yeah it's, it's 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 strange times at the moment, and like it, I know it's it was almost over before it started, kind of thing. As as are most most things associated with silver, it seems. So, what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is is. Uh, the, the whole GameStop and AMC and everything, it, it showed the power of the potential of a, of a short squeeze uh, and, and silver just piled right back on, on that, right? But I think the thing is like, I mean, silver popped two, three dollars, it's really popped like four or five dollars over the course of three days, right? Um, and that's from like predominantly retail buying and I'm sure some hedge funds and institutions jumping on top. It shows how quickly the silver price can move. Um, and also, I don't know what the premiums are right now, but if you want to announce a silver yesterday, it was $40 with the silver price trading at 27, right? So you cannot get physical silver, period. There's a massive, massive paper market, right? And, and you know, the, the concept that there's two and a half billion ounces of silver stockpile on surface, so therefore there's no shortage. Well, is all of that for sale? How can that be moved in, in a short period of time? Is everybody selling that at $27? I think, I think it's, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Uh, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not gonna say the market's manipulated, but the market is manipulated because it's a small market that's easy to manipulate. And if I was a trader, this is the exact kind of market that, that I would be going for. I think now though, you know, there's been greater 
um, evidence of this kind of suppression in the market or whatever you want to call it, right, without being conspiratorial, um, but that there is this physical shortage of silver. And we're going into a period of time where if you want solar panels, if you want high technology, you're going to have to get silver. You're going to have to get physical silver, right? And there's just not a lot of it out there. So I think it's a, it's a harbinger of things to come, but it's harbinger of things to come in, in both, you know, silver and copper and nickel and any other element that you need um, to electrify the world. And I think that's where we're headed for. Yeah, like I say, strange times. Um, and it seems to move so quickly. And it, I, the other thing I saw, I saw this, Reddit, they were trying to get a Reddit group going for silver. I had about 700 people when I looked last couple of days ago. Yeah, I think GameStop had 10 million. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Some work to that, do. That's my point. Better, that's my better point. I get on Facebook here or something. <laughs> or wait, maybe that's not the thing anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's, you know, from what we were saying, it was actually more on Twitter than, than necessarily Reddit, where a lot of the, the momentum was building. Um, I, I think the thing is like Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, wherever, right? The, the purchasing was real. Right, there was a huge amount of money that went into silver very quickly, uh, and but the paper market issue is also real. So um, we didn't get resolution yet on it, but I think the the makings of that of that over the next whether it's six months, a year, or or, or next week, we've seen how quickly it can happen. Uh, you know, it's coming. Okay, well, I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll sit back and see what happens. We can't influence it too much. Yeah. Um, Story for, I don't like, know what your Reddit channel is like, though. You, you, you may have a chance. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't do that. Um, it, it, it's, 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 look, I, I really appreciate uh, catching up with you, actually, uh, Brandon, because it's been interesting to me to see the evolution of the business. I, I like to say the precious metal prices have helped for sure. That, that, that always uh, removes a few problems, but you've done a good job in solving problems uh, in Mexico and you've done it responsibly, ethically, all of that kind of good stuff. I think with these additional assets, you've now got big optionality. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited for you. I'm, I'm more excited to actually start seeing all of this drilling happening, this, this exploration pan out. Yeah, and you know, when you're, you gotta start with the basement if you're gonna build a building, right? And and really the last half of 2020 was putting all these pieces in place to have rigs going on all the projects and really starting to generate, you know, consistent regular news, you know, and now with all we're doing at Platosa, Silver City coming online, Kilgore behind that, Oakley in the middle, uh, there's just going to be a lot of news coming out uh, through the course of 2021. Fantastic. It's all about the drilling and that's the fun part of the business. Tell me one last thing before, before I go, uh, before I let you get back to your day, is um, the board changes that were made. I mean, new additions to the board. Was that a big moment for you in terms of the types of discussions you had? Did they, they, they changed the direction of the company. Was that what you needed? Uh, I mean, with the, uh, you know, Craig Lindsay and Roger Norwich coming on the board through the Otis acquisition, they've been, they've been great additions to the board. Uh, always when you're doing a deal, there's the, the, the hard-nosed negotiation, but uh, they're, they've been great. Um, Mike Timmons joining the board has been huge, a great strategic thinker, a huge addition to the board. So uh, the board has been, you know, transformed. Uh, Anna Ladd-Kruger, uh, our, our CFO, um, she left the CFO in October, but moved up to the board and she's, you know, she's just a great person in the industry, great thinker. So uh, the board's kind of as strong as it's ever been and, and just a, a real, real fun to work with. Yes, yeah, so it's interesting. I, I only asked the question because I, we, I was reminded of the, the, the real importance of it. Speaking to a company earlier this week, which has been idling for about 14 
13, 14 years yeah. and got themselves one of those American banker type guys come on and just sort of, it just changes the mood and the, the tempo and the ambition of the business. And, you know, I could see that that was a moment for you guys last year when these things started to come to place where you kind of put the, the, the team assembled, didn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. And it's, your boards are always tricky beasts, right? You know, mm. it, it's the balance of strategy versus risk and, and, and trying to, you know, balance those two things is always a successful board has to have that right balance of strategy versus risk. Right. And, um, sometimes it takes a while to perfectly get there, but, and that's not at all to say that our previous board wasn't great. It's just that balance is, is always the trick. Always. Sign of a good team. Um, look, Brendan, good to speak to you. Um, stay in touch, especially with these um, results. If you ever get your assay results back, uh, <laughs> let us know how you're getting on. I'd be delighted to take that phone call. Excellent. Sounds good. Great talking to you. You know, looking forward, though, it's it's really about, uh, you know, Patosa, that the ATM, I like that, might use that in the future. It's all about the drilling. Three phases of Patosa, uh, Kilgore upcoming, Silver City results waiting, much bigger program. Uh, coming for 2021 relative to 2020 uh, and then kind of Oakley in the middle and that's all paid for by Sentara. So lots of news to come over 2021. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.